0: You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Well, thank you, IBTI, for coming and uh, sharing with us today. Last week, Jill shared her story with us, and uh, and then hearing your story today was just great. Um, I think when we hear each other's stories and you've heard this before, it really helps us understand um, where we're all coming from and why we do what we do and why we say what we say and why we react the way we, re- we react. And, um, and what's so beautiful, though, I think that weaves through everything that was you know, said last week with Jill sharing her story and yourself sharing your story today is just the faithfulness of God. And... Um, And sometimes we don't, we're not able to embrace that faithfulness of God, that goodness of God, His grace, until we actually take that step. It's hard to explain to somebody that if you take that step of trusting Him, He'll come and flood your life with His goodness and faithfulness. It's hard to explain that. But when people begin to really experience it, it just makes so much sense. And uh, so I'm just really thankful for... God's faithfulness um, in in all of our lives. This morning, or this, this evening, sorry, um, it's just all the days just blend together. We're uh, continuing um, our talk that's uh, found in Acts 2, 42 to 47. And uh, three weeks ago or so, Tyler began this 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 talk with us, and one of the things that he said was that the values, the values of the early church need to be the values of for us today. And I think this particular passage, Acts 2, 42 to 47, um, we see four four specific values. Um, we obviously see many values from the early church throughout the New Testament. But as a leadership team, we chose to focus here for the next uh, little while to kind of um, cover some of these things that, that were important. Um, these things were were uh, the apostles' teaching. It was devotion to the fellowship, devotion to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And these things became the focus immediately after um, the, the, I guess, the initial... Believers were filled with the Holy Spirit uh, that we read about in Acts 1 and in Acts 2. And uh, and it was also immediately after, all of a sudden, the church grew from <clears throat> approximately, you know, 120 known believers that were in this upper room um, to 3,000 people. So that's a serious increase after one message spoken by Peter. Um, definitely the Spirit of God was working through him in that time we also <clears throat> learned um, from Tyler just uh, right off the right off the be- the get-go <clears throat> about the Apostles teaching and how we need to we need to just um, really devote ourselves to that where we need to be devoted to the Word of God we need to get to be in that place where we, where the the Word of God is just priority in our lives. And truly, when we get into the Word of God, it's it's what changes us from the inside out. And uh, <clears throat> it's His Word that speaks so much truth into our hearts. It's His Word that reinforces His love for us. It's His Word that we read over and over that we that we really. Um, know His grace and His mercy and His goodness and His faithfulness. It's His Word that, that defines our identity. It's His Word that encourage us, encourages us to keep going. And so without His Word, we really just flounder. It's, it's His Word that we need to keep in our hearts so that we know what we're doing and where we're going because it's, it's the light for our path. And so, you know, Tyler obviously shared some other things, but his word, that's just the importance of it. And then a few weeks ago, I just shared about the fellowship and uh, just kind of zeroed it or narrowed it down to kind of three things, what that meant. And it was up, in, and out. And so this whole idea of up was our relationship with, with God. And the in part was our relationship with one another. And the out part was taking this this up and in dynamic of of, of focusing on, on Christ and and being there for each other, and essentially going and telling others about this amazing relationship that we have with one another and the the amazing relationship that we share with Jesus. And so um, that was this whole idea of up, in, and out. And so today we are going to talk about prayer, and I'm going to be very brief. Um, And next week, Chris is back, and he's going to be talking about uh, breaking of bread and I know that's going to be a great um, evening together, so you don't want to miss that. Right, Chris? New <laughs> Steve. It's like, oh, man. He knows. He's ready. He's excited. So they devoted themselves to prayer. Um, you know what? The reality is that it's impossible to, to unpack um, prayer in just this short time because there's so many different parts to prayer. Um, and so we're not going to go there. But um, the question I have, which is a real, you know, maybe a given, is um, the original followers, followers embraced these four, uh, four values, right? It was a given that, that they embraced them because it was something that, that Christ uh, lived out as they followed him. And so these four values become, became really important, um, and prayer being one of them. I have uh, children, and um, and so we teach them daily, my wife and I, how to live, what's important, what to look out for, you know, simply trusting God. And at some point, we hope that they begin to apply that to their lives and begin to live those principles that we're teaching them. And uh, and we also hope that they'll see the value of them and begin to teach others, and at some point, when they get married, teach their children. And so the cycle goes on and on. And I think it's the same with with the 11 disciples. They would have uh, got to this place in their lives where they would have have seen this incredible increase in the church, and they would have said, okay, we need to start uh, zeroing in on some values that Jesus taught us. And these values were the four values that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, one of them being prayer. And so John 1, just kind of jumping around for a second... John 1, it says uh, this, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then over to verse 14, it says the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. This whole idea, the Word became flesh, it's like the Word became tangibly present in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what happened. And what's even more amazing is in Philippians 2, is Jesus, the Son of God, though being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And so what what these scriptures tell us is... Jesus walked this earth. He chose to step into into our reality, making himself completely dependent on God. And so, these values that the disciples um, saw Jesus modeling was something that they saw extremely important because Jesus was just like one of them. He was he was fully God and he was fully man, and yet he he just made himself completely dependent. On God. So, in other words, prayer was was not an afterthought for Jesus, but an absolute necessity for his life. It was it was priority for him. In Mark 135, it says, Very early in the morning, Jesus went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And this was not something that Jesus did occasionally. This is something that we th- see throughout Scripture that Jesus went off to a solitary place where he, pr- where he prayed. And he, it may not have always looked exactly what, like what he did in Mark one thirty five, but he always went away to be with the Father because he, he needed to know what his Father was calling him to do. And that's where the Father was his source. Prayer was important to Jesus. Prayer was Jesus' lifeline to the Father. It was his lifeline. Prayer was, was what anchored him to the Father. Prayer was extremely important. And so therefore, if prayer was the anchor for Christ, if prayer was his lifeline to the Father, then prayer needs to be an absolute for us as well. And I know in my life, there's been many, many times where prayer has been one of those things that has just kind of gotten tucked away and not really put in the place of importance that it needs to be. And I have found in my own life, when that happens, that's when when really difficult times can come in my life where I'm, I just lose focus because I'm not tied in to what is my lifeline to the Father. And I think if we were all honest, we would all find ourselves times in our lives where we we forget about the importance of prayer. And I think sometimes being completely honest, there's been moments in my life where I thought, because I was praying and things didn't seem to be going as I wanted them to go, I felt like it just wasn't working. So if it's not working, why bother keep going, right? Um... You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I mean, and if you feel like the results are all the same, God's not listening, you just kind of stop. And um, and I think, you know, even for Kyle and I this morning again, this morning as uh, Tyler was sharing in Burgess Hill, it was just this this beautiful reminder of of how we can so often try to do things on our own strength. and uh, And we just need to just allow Holy Spirit to come and and fill us, and part of that is just tapping into the Father in prayer, and just saying, I can't do this on my own, I need you, and trusting him. So when I think about Jesus, uh, what Jesus modeled to the early church and to us today, I believe it was more, um, prayer is more for us, and less for God. And by that I don't mean, um, it's about us, because it isn't about us, it's about him. But I believe that it's prayer that reminds us how much we need Him. You know, when I am not praying, I quickly remember that I'm not doing very well. But when I'm, when I'm connected to the Father in prayer and seeking Him, wh- however that looks for me and however that might look for you, there, something happens in those moments. All of a sudden I get direction for my life. All of a sudden I feel like there's this purpose. All of a sudden I feel like, he's, like I'm, I'm in tune. I know what's going on. And so prayer is just one of those things where I, I really believe it's, in this particular chat that we're having about prayer, it's more for us than it is for Him. Again, there's many aspects of prayer, and we're not going to be able to cover them all tonight, obviously. Prayer keeps us focused on Him. Prayer reminds us that He needs to be the center in our lives. In Matthew 6, 9-13, the famous prayer, Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. He says, he says this, This is then how you should pray. And I'm just going to flip there, and I'm trying to just kind of skip over a few things so we can finish up in good time this evening. But prayer is for us, not necessarily for Him, for God. And so in... uh, Matthew 6, 9-13 says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When I, when I read that, it reminds, it reminds me of how it needs to be all about him. And how I need to align myself with, with his purposes. It reminds me that, that this prayer is actually really helping me keep God where he needs to be in my life. Hallowed be your name. I think when, when, I, when, when, we, re, when we read that, it's, it's essentially saying, holy is your name. Right? Holy is your name. Worthy is your name. Glory to your name. You be exalted in my life. You become greater, I become less. You take your place in your life, I become less. And 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 the beauty of of that is it just it reminds me of again the, the importance of how I need him. The focus becomes not about me, but the focus becomes on him. And by and by going to prayer in that with that approach. It keeps our focus on Him and not on us. In our prayer, there should be a weaving throughout, from the beginning to the end, of this element of exalting God. Because again, it reminds us how amazing He is and how how we need Him. And and, and it's not to have us feeling um, small and insignificant. But it does keep up front this reality of who God is and that he deserves the highest praise. We really need to make sure that our, our prayer life looks like that, where we exalt him. Where he is right smack dab in the center of everything that we're doing. He, it says here, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, throughout scriptures, talks about not my will, but your will be done and every time I read this, I think about this or, or pray this, it triggers in my heart and mind what truly matters this side of eternity. What truly matters this side of heaven. It's His kingdom on earth that matters. It's not what I want to accomplish. It's not what I think needs to happen. It's not, it's not my agenda. But it's His kingdom. And so I need to align myself with his purposes, his kingdom purposes, so that heaven invades earth. And, and I'm thankful that he chooses to use us to allow that to happen. And, um, and so, again, there's this whole idea of like, it's about it's, this prayer is not for him, but it's more for us because it reminds us daily of what needs to happen in our lives his purposes, his kingdom reminds me that it's not about what i think should happen but about submitting to his purposes reminds me that it's god's kingdom being manifested on this earth that fills the voids in people's hearts and as Sarah explained tonight and shared in her testimony she she was trying to fill this void in her heart for for years and years and years and i, I was there my wife was there spent years 10 12 13, 14 years, just trying to fill our lives with, with what the world, so to speak, had to offer. And it just left us more and more empty, even though it gave the impression that this is going to actually uh, be a good thing. And so, His kingdom on earth is what fills, ultimately fills the voids in our hearts. Give us today our daily bread. I think it reminds us again, God is our source. He's the one that provides. He knows what we need. It's about trusting Him today and then waking up in the morning and trusting Him again. There's just, there's, you know, I used to, I used to hear the Lord's Prayer and think, oh, that's, like, why do people pray that? I really did. It was like, oh, that's that verse that just everybody sort of memorizes, and uh, do they really mean it? And as you begin to really look into it, it's like there's just so many amazing truths and so many amazing nuggets in his in that prayer. And so I'm thankful that I, you know, the Lord has shown me the importance of, you know, in a sense, breaking it down. But God is our source. He knows what we need. It's about trusting Him. You know, give us today our daily bread. I, I do want to say it's it's not about not planning for tomorrow because I plan for tomorrow but but it's about really trusting him today and living in the present moment that we're in and saying, God, today, what do you want to do? In a few moments during night shelter, what do you want to do? Thank you that you're our source and you know what's going on. Matthew 6, 34 says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself and so being in this present reality right now and, and God wants to you know, he is our daily bread, he is our source. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Come to God honestly, knowing that we all have our shortcomings, and release those that have done wrong to us. Again, it reminds us it reminds me of how I need Him in my life. It reminds me that that I can't go one step further without Him. It reminds me of how how He is good and and I need His goodness flowing through me because in and of myself, I don't, I'm not good. It's this call to live this life of selflessness and surrender, giving God His rightful place, the center of our lives. You know, forgiving others is one of those things that is, that can, can really hold us back when we don't release forgiveness and, you know, forgiveness is not something that, that you do um, and that, um, and doesn't excuse that person of what they did. If somebody did something that really wronged you, it doesn't, forgiving them doesn't mean what you did was okay. But forgiving them releases you and it also releases them. And it doesn't mean that, that, that you should simply forget what happened. Over time, God will bring that healing. But God calls us to forgive and to trust him and to then just ask him to journey with us so that we can continue to walk in that healing. And so forgiveness is just so, 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 so important. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. On our own, we cannot defeat the enemy. It is Christ's authority in us that makes that happen. I believe your greatest difference, or sorry, your greatest defense is a strong offense, which is prayer. So tonight, um, I'd like to just close. We, just, we have just a few more minutes to kind of wrap up. I really believe, again, not, not that it's a formula, but I really believe that priority one when it comes to prayer. Is about, is about us looking at our own lives and coming to God and saying, this is all about you, and and I want to journey with you. It's about just saying, I need you. And I think the, when we pray this, this prayer, the prayer that Jesus was teaching his disciples, I believe it reminds us. Of, of how we need him and then and then as, as we move forward you know in in um, Matthew 7 it talks about asking and seeking and knocking and I believe that when we have the, the when we have our priorities straight, when we're seeking God first and foremost and saying God I need you, when we when we go into the asking and seeking and knocking, we're asking the right things, we're seeking the right things, we're knocking on the right doors because we know what the Lord is asking us to be doing. There's no confusion, there's no, I wonder if this is going to work, but it's just our lives are balanced and our lives are in that place where we're completely surrendered to Him and He'll begin to um, unlock the doors that need to be open in our lives. And so... This morning, or this, this evening, sorry, just as, as we close, I've said it over and over. But I believe, for us in this moment, I think it's so important that, that as we come to the Lord in prayer, that, that it is, is more about us so we can be in that right place with Him than it is for Him. Not because it's about us, but because it's about Him. Let's pray this, this evening together. Lord there's so many more things that we could share in regards to prayer. There's so many more things that and dynamics to it. But Lord tonight I just felt it was it was important to go through that that Lord's prayer and, and your prayer and how you taught the disciples and just to recognize that 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 we are so desperate and we so need you in our lives and it, and it, and it really does start by just by recognizing that we need to be seeking you in prayer and and aligning our lives according to your plans and your purposes, aligning our lives to you, the King of kings and Lord of lords, aligning our lives knowing that you're able to bring the freedom and the deliverance and you're able to do the miraculous in our lives. But it, but it starts by aligning our lives with you. It starts by just seeking you in prayer and just saying, you deserve the highest praise. And I believe the early church as they began to to grow in their walk with you as they began to step out into the things that you were calling them to there was this great focus on you there was there was this whole idea of just of trusting you and not not trusting their own agendas or their own purposes but walking in the plans that you had and lord as a, as a church here at center church and as individuals god we we, we just surrender to you tonight and say, Lord, we, we need you. We, we need you to be able to, to keep going and to do the things that you've called us to. Lord, the early church did incredible things, but they, they also had <clears throat> their priorities straight. Lord, help us to keep our priority on you and trust you. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.